You are listening to episode 19 of the Mad Chatters podcast, February 4th, 2015. Most everyone's mad here. <laughs> This is the Mad Chatters Podcast, your very important date with the happenings at Walt Disney World and around the Disney Universe. I like to switch the emphasis I put on the words I've noticed each episode, so I, I try to switch it up there for you. But anyway, I am your host. My name is Derek, and I'm joined by my two wonderful co-hosts, Matthew. Howdy. And Jeremy. Things will be going my way after today. She looked right through me. That's for you, Matt. <laughs> In response to your hate on a goofy movie. I'm not going to get back into that. <laughs> when I see you next week, I'll be sure to have the DVD with me and my laptop, and we'll just we'll all watch together. When somebody explains to me where the mama at, I will be okay. Okay, I'll get on that. All right, guys, today, um, at least the day we're releasing this, is February 4th, <laughs> which, according to reports, means that the hat will be no more by nightfall tonight. So that means... First thing in the morning, on February the 5th, tomorrow morning, everybody get online and look at pictures right at 9 o'clock park opening because there's going to be a whole horde of people there to see the walls down and to have that beautiful view down Hollywood Boulevard as it was in 1989. Absolutely. They're the Chinese theater at the end of the street greeting you with its majesty. Yes. (laughs) Um... Someone retweeted several comments today. I guess they were just uh, surfing through Twitter to see comments about the hat. And it was actually really funny about all these people. I can't believe they're tearing down that hat to put in a Starbucks, <laughs> which is not right at all. <laughs> yeah. Like, I can't believe that theory. hat is leaving and the studio backlot tour and then, like, angry emojis and stuff. I'm like, but oh, But these boy. are people that, that saw Hannah Montana, the movie, opening night. So <laughs> the ability is not there. Wait, did you not see it opening night? <laughs> they own all the Air Bud movies on DVD. I mean, yes. you can't take these people's opinions seriously. Yeah, but it was like tweet after tweet after tweet. I'm like, well, I guess some people did like it. But <laughs> let's go ahead and kick things off. On today's show, we're going to do something a little bit different. We're going to go back in time to 1971 and talk about what you could expect to see at Magic Kingdom and around Magic Kingdom that first year it opened. So I'm looking forward to that. But first, let's start with another segment Another round of It's the Small Things After All, where we, of course, we talk about uh, the little things that may go unnoticed at the parks that we really enjoy. So, Matt, why don't you kick it off? Um, I was reminded of mine, one of my many in this list, a few nights ago at Epcot, coming out of the, oh, what's the name of the department store in Japan? The Mitsukoshi Department Store? Sounds sure. Japanese. It's on, it's, on, yeah, it's on the lower level of that big two level on the top, you know, is the mm-hmm. the two restaurants. Yeah, because I always call it the Mitsubishi, and that's not right. <laughs> that's not right. <laughs> that's no, a good it was store. Like, it was like the first westernized department store in Japan in like the early 20th century, and it's just – I don't know if it's like a recreation or just like a nod to it. That's not it. But when you come oh. out there <laughs> – if you go in on the, the 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 side closest to the lagoon and then walk all the way through, it's like a big L shape, and come out. You're coming out the uh, the exit, which apparently was supposed to be the entrance to some very large attraction, um, hmm. 
when they were planning the pavilion in, in Japan. But all that aside, it, it's massive for one thing. But when you look to your left and look to your right, you see two samurai-like soldiers on horses in like an action pose. Yeah. There's this big drawbridge with water around it. And it's like, good grief, what... What were it's kind of happy and disappointing at the same time. So I like it. It's my small thing that people often overlook, but at the same time, it's like what could have been here that would have oh, been yeah. awesome. Yeah, yeah, I agree. It is kind of uh, one of those things where you're like, is this supposed to be like this, or yeah. why and it's, is it's it had like, like this? The, same, the only thing there is the entrance to the store, and then like this little um, art exhibit that's been there for like ten years about anime. And, the, and like the old uh, tin toys, isn't that in there as well? In that exhibit, uh, maybe like Japanese tin toy. Yeah, it's very strange. I never go in there. Yeah, yeah I, 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 I always use the other entrance. So I'm not it even clearly was supposed there. to be something else, and there's many rumors about what it was supposed to have been. But yeah. um, alas, it's still nice to be back there and to see the scale sure. of it. It's a very massive, small thing after all. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, and you don't even see the statues unless you're right. In front of them because they're kind of hidden in the columns. Well, yeah, they're tucked the in. They're tucked into the wall in like a little cavern. So when you walk in that main entryway before the drawbridge and the water, you look to the left and the right. It's like two ginormous horses and and riders on them. Mm. It can scare you. You'd be like, "Holy shiitake!" Yeah, it's right there. <laughs> appropriate. <laughs> Indeed. I'll go next. Uh, mine is the fact that. Disney World has a backstory for everything they build. Now, we kind of alluded to this last week when you, or several weeks ago when we were talking about Chester and Hester's Dinorama and yeah. how um, it has a backstory and there's a reason for being there. And I actually like Chester and Hester even without the backstory, but especially because of the backstory. So I just wanted to share the backstory. And this is a small thing because it's something that you would never know just going to the park. Which I'm going to mute my microphone. Uh, <laughs> what I was going to say is, um, I kind of, I feel like. The fact that you don't know when you go to the park, is that what Disney World wants? Do they want you to have to look up these backstories, or do they want you to be able to guess them? I don't know. But there is a backstory, officially, and here's what it is. The Chester and Hester's Dinorama is next door to the Dino Institute, and that was on purpose because... The Dino Institute opened first. Next door was this old gas station. And once they realized that people were going to start coming to the Dino Institute, they opened it up as a very um, makeshift carnival. And then the Dino Institute discovered how to travel in time. And they were able to send people back in time to interact with dinosaurs or be there where the dinosaurs were, which is, of course, what you do on the dinosaur attraction. So Chester and Hester decided to cash in on this as all the tourists were flocking into town. And so they opened up these really cheap, because they weren't rich people by any means, but they opened up some cheap um, ship-shaped attractions like the the little spinner and the primeval whirl and little carnival games. And um, since it's on the roadside, that's why you see the gas pumps over there. That's why you see the cracked pavement. That's why you see all these signs saying, hey, come over here, basically telling you, spend your money over here, tourists. And it's all because the Dino Institute was next door. So love it or hate it, there is a purpose for it being there. So did you unmute your microphone just in time to open up your candy? I'm sorry. I didn't actually mute it. (laughs) pretending <laughs> anyway so i do appreciate uh you can find backstories like that for everything i don't even know why but even restaurants have backstories which is kind of crazy to me 
but it's just something fun that they do, and I appreciate it. Exactly. It's the Disney difference. It's like we can think of a whole reason why this exists, not just because, hey, we need to fill some space. Right. There you go. Jeremy? My It's a Small Thing takes us all the way back to Christmas. And I love Christmas, and I love Christmas at the parks. And so when I think about little things that make me happy, the one thing I think about is at Disney's Hollywood Studios, in the store windows there at the Celebrity 5 and 10, which when you walk down Hollywood Boulevard, it's to your right. And in the front window, there are one, two, three, four, five. It lo- it, they look like the ornaments that they sell, that is uh, the Mickey Mouse heads. So it's like a giant ball with the two ear balls, but then this one has a red, or excuse me, a green bowl <laughs> a green bow on top of it so it's mini and then it's got some polka dotted uh, on it that are sparkly and coming out of it the difference is these have arms and legs and they're in the store window they're about three feet tall so they're mini mouse Christmas ornaments and they do like a little uh, Rockefeller Rockefeller um, <laughs> <laughs> what do you call them? The Rockettes. Rockettes. They're like Rockettes. Rockettes. Uh, We're getting there. Rock yeah. something. Rockefeller. <laughs> like the good fellas. Wasn't that, wasn't that an animated movie? Um, Sean DeClaire, Rockefeller, Cockadoodle Doo. Anybody see that one? Back oh, in the 80s. Are you speaking English? What is happening? <laughs> Rockadoodle. I Rock remember that one. Rockadoodle, yeah. yes. Yeah, good movie. Not Disney, but good. Anyways. Uh, uh, it's Minnie Mouse ornaments, and they do like the Rockettes, and they kick their legs, and it's just wonderful. And here, I have a picture to show, and maybe we'll put them in the uh, show notes as well. Yep. That is something. That is something <laughs> you don't like them? I think they're <laughs> yeah, cute. Fine. It's fine. Yeah, it's a nice little touch. I do like that Christmas store back there. Indifferent. No, this is only during Christmas on on. Oh, the this is when you first walk in. Okay, I yes. thought it was the Christmas shop back by Muppets. No, no, no. This is right there on Hollywood, Hollywood Boulevard. They transformed the windows. Oh, well, then the that menu. is neat. Yeah, that's yeah. neat. So you only see it at Christmas time. Now we're going to try a new segment called take five and what's going to happen is jeremy is going to give us a category and we have five words to say how we feel about that so jeremy take it away as we know we can talk and talk and talk about disney but it's hard to limit your words and so that's the challenge today Limit the words to describe these familiar things at Walt Disney World. Matt, you're, go- you're up first. Are you ready? Brazilian tour groups. Loud. Bright. <laughs> obnoxious. <laughs> chanting. Leave. <laughs> That's... That's kind of the pinnacle. Yeah, <laughs> Inside voices or go home. <laughs> Very nice. Uh, mine, <clears throat> cause for United Nations intervention. <laughs> Otherwise, a war is going to break out. Yeah. Hey, they were there the other night at Epcot, and I heard them like in the distance. 
Uh, oh. Were they in Were they in Animal Kingdom? No, was it Epcot? No, I'm just kidding. Oh, because <laughs> you heard them. Yeah, yeah. I said, "Hey, there's I hear a Brazilian tour group and they're doing their chant." She's like, "What? What are you talking about?" And so I had to explain the whole thing and they do their little chants and they go back and forth and it's, it's like just, Night of Joy times a thousand. You see the little flag above the yeah. crowd in the distance. No, they were behind us in the distance, so we quickly moved away like like the predators were coming after us. <laughs> go, go. Get away, right. get away. Moving on to our next five words. Turkey legs. Big, juicy, meaty, meliagrin goodness. Oh, we got a fan. <laughs> All right. Repulsive. But hey, fewer turkeys. Fewer turkeys. Oh, they're not. I hate birds. The only time I think I would ever eat a turkey leg is if I was going to see Flights of Wonder, just to spite the birds that were sitting there. (laughs) (laughs) Tell your friends. (laughs) Anyways, all right, my turn. Um, More grease than Jiffy Lube. Gross. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, here's a good one. Here's the one that's fun. Uh, Derek's score on Toy Story Midway Mania. I don't like this. That's not my <laughs> answer. That's not my answer. <laughs> um, it could be better. Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> Fewer than Jeremy's plush collection. Only Derek could turn this thing against him, <laughs> against me. Well, I just want to remind, I have to give a, just a word of explanation. I just want to remind everybody that in Toy Story Midway Mania, the purpose is to shoot well, to shoot your little can. <laughs> well. So he gets a low score because he doesn't shoot well. So now I'll say mine. Right. Ready? Worse than North Korean Army. I don't know how good their army is. <laughs> Are they like infamously bad shooters or something? <laughs> I mean, if they were better, they would take over the world because uh-huh. they hate everybody. I don't know. It was just sounded funny in my head. Don't That's think good. about it. That's moving good. quickly. <laughs> moving past the jokes. Quickly. Uh, Space Mountain with the lights on. I'll go. Best free backstage tour ever. <laughs> That's terrific. Like a girl without makeup. Yep. Except <laughs> like, good. Yeah, even then you're like, "Uh, I really shouldn't be seeing this because it's not that great. (laughs) It's kind of a mess. I see all the flaws. I see the magic. I see the flaws. I see, yeah, I see, um, it's just more fun when you don't know, (laughs) you know? (laughs) All right, Matt. Holy crap, we're going to (laughs) die. It is kind of ranky with all the wood, you know. Yeah. I have I've never actually ridden it with the lights on, but I have been in a car at the bottom portion of the track when they came on, and it's it's like you've seen roller coasters before, and you've seen support. It's just like there's a lot of extra steel and wood in there. <laughs> there's so much stuff. Like, why did they need all that? But it it's pretty janky and scary looking. Yeah, cobwebs. All right, last one. Move it, shake it, celebrate it. You're annoying me. Please stop. 
very concise. Yep. Annoyed, yet can't stop dancing. <laughs> I can stop dancing. I can't. Mine actually works perfectly after yours, Derek, because mine is too many white people dancing. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Well, that's been five words. We'll play this again, maybe. All right, it's time for a history lesson, which we're going to make so much more exciting than what that sounds. But we don't do this a lot, but we're going to talk a little bit about the history of the parks in a segment we're calling Countdown to Park Stinction. And what we're going to do is we're going to get in our time rovers and go back all the way to 1971 at the beginning of the year when Magic Kingdom was just a dream and then the end of the year, of course, when it opened to thousands of guests. Time travelers, place all loose items in the pouch in front of you, fasten your seatbelt, and remain seated with your hands, arms, feet, and legs inside the time rover. And please watch children. Time travel commencing in T minus 10 seconds and counting. We're not going to make it. Not- oh, that's at the end. My bad. That's in the end. Okay, well, as we go to, to Walt Disney World, the Walt Disney World Resort in 1971, uh, if you've planned to drive there, let's just take a guess. Let's just make this a little game. How much do you think a gallon of gas would cost you to put in your car to head to Walt Disney World? 33 cents. 50 cents. Correct answer is 40 cents. Oh. 40 cents. So a little bit more expensive than probably what you thought, but still not too shabby compared to today. Of course, gas is kind of down, so praise the Lord for that. Well, while we're at Walt Disney World, you might want to buy a postcard and send it back to somebody at home, letting them know that you're there. How much would a stamp cost you in 1971? 16 cents. Oh, do I have to guess? 25 cents. The correct answer is 8 cents. Mm, I thought I overshot it, yeah. And then 1971, maybe on the way to Walt Disney World, we're going to stop and see Bed Knobs and Broomsticks, one of the new Disney films that just opened this year in 1971. How much oh, is a movie, movie. theater ticket going to cost us? 9 cents. 60 cents. Nine cents. <laughs> I mean, three dollars. <laughs> of course. I think even like in the twenties, it was still a dime or something to get it in. But anyways, a dollar fifty, buck fifty. Oh. Which I just went to the movies last night. It cost me eleven fifty to get in. Oh. So you know, we've come a long way. Yeah. Yeah. These um, kind of things are always so misleading because it sounds like oh, it was just. It was just so easy back then. Right, there was inflation. Well, it'd be like your medium, your minimum wage was what, like four, maybe like three fifty or something. Okay, that is true. Yeah, that is that's true. true. I, I want to take the salary I make currently and live in 1971 prices. That's what yes, I'm yes. that's when it sounds good. Yes, yeah, good call. Okay, thank you for keeping us grounded, Matthew. Yeah, that's what I'm here for. <laughs> Voice of reason. Okay, um, as we are coming up to the Walt Disney World Resort, maybe you don't want to spend time in the Magic Kingdom Park. There's some other activities for you to do. In fact, if you get bored and you want to take up surfing, did you know you can surf on the Seven Seas Lagoon? 
<gasps> yes, because we talked about this a few weeks ago. Yes, beginning in 1971, uh, the... Uh, Wave Machine was put in place in the Seven Seas Lagoon. Of course, Seven Seas Lagoon is a man-made piece of water, but the piece of water... <laughs> Go give me a piece of water. Just one. <laughs> like, I'm just like a real small piece. A body of water, I believe. I'm is. not very thirsty. I just want a small piece of water, please. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. We love Anyways... <laughs> <laughs> Let's say I want to surf, and I'm <laughs> on the body of water, <laughs> the Seven Seas Lagoon. Man-made body of water. That's what you were trying to say. It was a man-made, man-made body, made of body of water. Thank you. Which is very impressive, yeah. And interesting thing, when they were digging it out, it was all kind of nasty and gross. But once they got that first top layer of swamp scum off of it, they discovered beautiful white sand underneath. So that's what scatters the beaches around the uh, Seven Seas Lagoon, but you could actually go out there and surf, and you could do that up until probably late 1972, early 1973. Well, it didn't last very long. <laughs> it did not last very long yeah. because, as we mentioned before, it severely eroded the beaches around uh, the Seven Seas Lagoon, and it was just not going to be a feasible thing. And nowadays, you can't even step into Seven Seas Lagoon. You can't swim in it or anything like that, so... That would have been a fun thing to try back in 1971. Also, as we come around to the the new property around the Seven Seas Lagoon, we'll see some of the brand new resorts. There's the the Polynesian Village Resort, and there's also the Contemporary Resort. But as I get my 1971 map out, I see that they also have future plans for three more resorts. They're going to put in an Asian-themed resort, a Venetian-themed resort, and a Persian themed resort. I can't wait to stay in the Persian themed one. I don't know yeah. about you. Oh, I know. Maybe one day in the 1990s they'll make a movie about uh, uh, Aladdin. <laughs> not really. Probably not. <laughs> How would you know his name if it's a man? <laughs> <laughs> you know the great Persian hero Aladdin. <laughs> that is. It's based on a book, isn't it? Like uh, it's the one thousand the, and the one thousand tales, whatever. whatever forty nights? Arabian Nights. There you go. Yeah, in there, Aladdin. Shahrazad, maybe. Beelzebub. Shahrazad, not Beelzebub. What do you say? <laughs> Beelzebub. Hey, I don't know if you're going to touch on. <laughs> if you're going to touch on this, Jeremy, um, yeah. maybe you were these resorts in the early planning periods of the park when you see some of the drawings these resorts and their different themes the asian and venetian things um they eventually just kind of got put on board with the epcot plans for Uh. like the the exhibition the world exhibition thing which as we know became world showcase in due time when they just pushed those two together yeah and then they ran out of countries and so they just made the grand floridian theme to florida yeah okay well, and which, also, if we want to have a... I was just going to say, it is funny because the Grand Floridian didn't open until the 80s, I want to say, which seems so late for all the other resorts being open. 88, I believe, is when Yeah, very late, so... Hmm. If we get hungry later and we want to have a picnic, we can go also go over to Fort Wilderness, which is not yet a camping ground, but fingers crossed, hopefully in the future. <laughs> we can bring our, 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 our recreational vehicles. What are those? <laughs> <laughs> I think they had those in 1971. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, I'm thinking like the Oregon Trail times. My bad. My bad. Oh, yeah, not Close. that long ago. Close. <laughs> Two decades in between. 
Um, yeah, picnicking, hiking, boating, camping, horse riding, all sorts of stuff over at Fort Wilderness and the many islands around Magic Kingdom. So, which feels very 60s and 70s to me, honestly, when I hear all that. I'm like, I yeah. mean, it sounds like a, just a park, you know? Well, and you have to remember, at this time, the Walt Disney Company, they were looking for a vacation destination. Right. The vacation kingdom of the world. Yes. They were not necessarily focused on just having theme parked entertainment. So yeah. they wanted people to go there who may not enjoy theme parks or they would enjoy the theme park for a day or two, but they wanted you there all week as well. It's so they striking offered- to listen to Walt and others in the planning of Disney World talk about the property because they clearly say um, there's the theme park and then they talk about everything else. Mm. That, that's yeah. always struck me as, as odd. It's almost like the theme park got put on the back burner. It's like we've already done that, so now we're yeah. just going to do that but enhance it. As, There's the park and then another stuff. <laughs> All the Which, other wonderful as, stuff. As we know, having the benefit of history, the theme park is obviously why people go there and why there's three more parks today. And right. you I mean, can still go and enjoy things like golfing and thing, water sports, but that's not necessarily a huge draw for people. Right, yeah. which is funny. The reason they could call it the vacation kingdom of the world is because of those other things. But now, I mean, with four parks, it really is in every sense of the world, you know, the or word, the vacation kingdom. But, well, are we ready to move into the park now? I'm ready to go to the Magic Kingdom. Oh, I, I had two small notes. Well, there are two. I, I did not even know this before doing some of the reading. Um, the two the modes of transportation from the ticket and transportation center to the Magic Kingdom was, of course, the monorail. But the ferry boats that we know and love today, I didn't even realize this till till today, were not there. Oh. There were two, let's see, what was the name of them? Two sidewheel steamboats called the Ports O'Call and the, the Southern Seas. Uh, and I thought that was, there's like, they're like little steamboats with the, the wheels on the side that are turning. Yeah. And I don't know why they, they were, got replaced or if they just couldn't hold enough people or what, but, uh, two little steamboats were the, the ferry boats at that time. Huh. Was that, didn't you have two notes you said? Uh, the two notes are the two boats. Oh. Got it. <laughs> Great. Boat one, boat two. <laughs> yeah. if, if I'm going to have my say, I'm going to take the monorail since it's, you know, newish and very contemporary looking. We're going to go over to the Magic Kingdom. And I just wanted to mention a few stats that you can expect if you were going that first, those first few months. Now, we know it opened, the park opened on October 1st at, like, it opened to guests that day. Now, later that month, they had an official grand opening where Julie Andrews and Bob Hope and Glenn Campbell and several others um, performed or talked. But October 1st was the official opening date. And about 10,000 people now, if we're in their shoes, I guess we're three of those 10,000 people visiting on the first day. So not too bad when you consider today the average attendance is like 51,000, 52,000-ish in Magic Kingdom. So 10,000, I would take that if that were if I were going to Magic Kingdom today. I would love that. Yeah, I think somebody once said that Fantasyland today holds 10,000 people. Just wow. Fantasyland. Well, there you go. So To have them all spread out would be wonderful. Yeah. Of course, the park was smaller then as well. But. Right. Well, now, I did read the day after Thanksgiving, just two months later, it, the, the attendance did hit 51,000. So, obviously, it did not take long for word to spread and people to get down there. Now, we know at this time, Disneyland had already been open for 16 years. So, when it came to building Magic Kingdom, a lot of it was just completely copy what we had over there and move it over. Now, there were some new things, but... 
in general, I think that was the idea, was to kind of recreate it. Of course, the castle is completely different, much larger, and there's more space to move around. It's a little, it's not quite as cozy. Um, but if you wanted to get in the gates and on in Magic Kingdom in 1971, instead of buying an all-inclusive passport ticket like you do today, you would buy a book of tickets, and they consisted of A tickets through E tickets, which, and, which I'll explain later, but... Um, if you bought the Seven Adventures book, which gives you tickets to seven different attractions, for an adult it would cost you four seventy five. For a junior, um, you guys are gonna help me out because I don't know the difference between a junior and a child. But a junior <laughs> little would be, people. Uh, <laughs> okay, so little people were four twenty five. But if you were an actual child, you were three seventy five. That's for Seven Adventures, and then you could also buy an Eleven Adventure book. Which was just a dollar more across the board, five seventy five, five twenty five, four seventy five, and the way these tickets worked were there was an e ticket which got you um, admission to the best attractions in the park, basically. And I actually have a list later of of which attractions those were. And then an A ticket, on the other hand, would get you kind of the most basic attractions. So you kind of had to be strategic in in deciding which attraction you were going to use each ticket on. Oh, yeah. Yeah. The passports that we have today, like the all-inclusive ticket, uh, that wasn't actually in- introduced until 10 years after the park opened in 1981 at both Disneyland and Disney World. So for those 10 years, you had to be really selective in what you rode or just buy, I guess, a bunch of tickets if you were wealthy. But Incidentally, a lady at my church who has always loved Disney and was there opening year, I don't know what year this was, but this is the Magic Kingdom and 12 Adventures. Wow. Uh, wow. And uh, she gave this to me from the 70s. The price is 630 and it has the B ticket still in here and what it includes, but she you know, obviously used the other two. No way. The other three. Yeah, or four, cool. whatever it is. Wow. Yeah, I thought so. I, and I just, she gave it to me a couple of weeks ago. I was like, I'll buy it from you. What attractions are on the B ticket there? Uh, just the B ticket you can choose from the Main Street Cinema, Dumbo the Flying Elephant, the Mad Tea Party, the Frontierland Shooting Gallery, and the Mike Fink Kill Boats. All right. Oh. Yeah. Um, I did forget to mention that you do actually have to pay to get in the park three fifty for adults. And then and that will get you to like free shows, exhibits, things like that. Um, but then to buy the tickets, it's more. So it's kind of like the county fair. You know, you have to pay to get in, and then you have to pay for the attractions, too. Yeah. But I just compared Disney World to a county fair. I am so, so sorry. <laughs> get out! <laughs> hey, with the entertainment at World Showcase nowadays, you know. Yeah. Now, of course, we took the monorail, but before we got on, we did have to pay 50 cents to park. So that She also gave me some parking tickets for 50 Ooh. cents. Hey, let's try and use those the next time we go and yeah. see if they uh, still this? work. There is no expiration date listed on this ticket. <laughs> you right. should accept this. Oh, uh, and these were actually the stamped. These were actually stamped October thirty first, nineteen seventy two. Oh, okay. That's yeah. really you could probably make a ton of money off that. I wouldn't want to sell them personally, but nope, nope. That's probably worth a lot. Well, now that we've paid to park, and now that we've paid to get in the park, and now that we've bought our attraction tickets, let's decide how we're going to use these wonderful pieces of paper to enjoy the Magic Kingdom ahead of us. Now, I won't make you guys select what you want to do. Let's just assume we're rich. We bought every park ticket you could, and we're going to ride everything. So let's (laughs) first stroll down the early 1900s as we travel down Main Street, USA. Background music, background music, background music. It's funny (laughs) 
<laughs> it's funny that you say that because I read that Walt Disney World was the first theme park to have continuously playing ambient music on pathways between attractions. Imagine that. Yeah. So fancy. Story, fancy. story. Yeah. All right. Well, let's go down Main Street, and here are some of the things you can use your tickets on. For an A ticket, which, remember, is the most basic attractions, you can ride one of the Main Street vehicles. Ooh. So, like a horse-drawn carriage or a horseless carriage or the omnibus, things like that. If there happens to be a show, you can watch that for free. Oh, my goodness. For the 350 you already paid. So, are you guys going to use your A ticket for that, you think? I mean, if I have to buy it in the book, I will. I mean, I just got out of my car and paid 50 cents to sit it in the parking lot. Why am I going to ride in another car? But anyways. <laughs> I will say, I've never actually ridden a Main Street vehicle at Disney World. I have in Disneyland, but not Disney World. So, anyway. But also, um, on Main Street, that is no longer there. There are a few things that are no longer there. One is the Penny Arcade, which is still kind of a Disneyland. Like, the facade is there, but the inside is not. And it was just an arcade, basically. And then you had the Main Street Cinema. Now, this would take a B ticket, mm-hmm. and you go inside, and you just watch some classic, like, Mickey Mouse cartoons, goofy cartoons, things like that. That could be fun. Yeah, yeah. There's Where Town Square Theater sits now, there was the Walt Disney Story, which showed film footage, film footage narrated by Disney himself about, like, his boyhood and growing up and things like that. I had that on VHS when I was little. Oh, yeah? like 20 minutes. Okay. But we so have guess... to remember, in 1971, there was no VHS. Mm-hmm. So if you wanted to see some of these classic Disney things, this would be a good opportunity. That's probably why the Main Street Cinema was popular. They had laser discs. <laughs> in Disneyland, I hate to keep bringing it up, but I think in Disneyland, that's still there. The Main Street Cinema. I think Cinema. so. Yeah. Well, yeah. it's that with Great Moments with Mr. Lincoln and the Walt Disney Story. Well... Outside Lincoln, they do have the exhibits, but I think next door is where they show the classic cartoons. Oh, and the then, cinema, you mean? Yeah, I sorry, you the sorry, Disney the cinema. Store, yes. No, yeah. no, yeah. Um, this is the thing about Main Street. It's almost like the death of the ticket booklets, like, pretty much led to the death of Main Street the way that it was, mm. if you think about it, because these were considered attractions, like... It's true. A ticket was the vehicles, not that they don't still do those, but B ticket was something like the cinema, you know? Yeah. I just remember, you know, early in the 90s going to Main Street and the cinema, you know, you don't have to use a ticket on it anymore, so it's just kind of open. Yeah. And people are just going in and out as they please, kids are running around, and then it just kind of becomes, hey, let's just make this a store. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and, uh, 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 well, and there were stores all up and down Main Street, or if sure. you want to talk about the no, magic ahead, shop yeah. and such. I thought it was interesting reading about some of the stores they had, like potted plant stores and <laughs> uh, the camera store, obviously. And Wasn't there a clock store? I read something about clocks. Perhaps. I know there was like a Wurlitzer organ store at Disneyland. I was say, you could buy the organ at Disneyland, yeah. It's like, wow. I mean, it was like a live, not a live, it was, it, was a, it was actually like a little market street place where you could buy stuff, more than just souvenirs and candy and junk. You could buy real stuff. And take it home. Take it home. Yeah. Now the bakery was still there, or not yeah. still there. It was there. <laughs> yeah. Um. Oh, I did forget to mention the first thing you could do if you wanted was hop on the Disney World Railroad, which I'm surprised. Um. 
I guess now, you know, the Disney World Railroad just seems like one of the quote-unquote lesser attractions, but it was a D-ticket attraction to have one wow. whole loop on the mon- or on the railroad. So, huh. And there were no other stops, correct? It was just the one loop. Uh, you might be right. I'm not sure. But it, that is for a, a, an entire loop. It was a D-ticket. Yep. So... There you go. All right, well, well, what do you say we move on past Main Street? We're looking at the castle. It's wonderful. It's glorious. We're going to turn left, and we're going to head into Adventureland. Now, first, you're going (laughs) to run into the same thing you'd run into today, which is Swiss Family Island Treehouse. Ooh. Yeah. Okay, quiz time. What ticket do you think this would take? I'm going to say, like, C. You're both wrong. It's B, which Uh. I guess since the time... You ha- you said it wasn't listed on that B ticket you have, right? Yeah, it's not. Yeah. It might have moved up to A by then. I guess so. By whenever this is. Because I actually got all this information from opening day tickets. The- you know, I can barely... This is so funny. It's like... I'm, I feel like an archivist. I can barely see on the torn out A ticket, Adventure, you know, yep. A- A- v- I bet that's what it is. It's got to be. That's the only thing that'd be A ticket in Adventure. Surely. Yeah. You're right. So, Yeah. So that was after. So I'm guessing like no one did it, and they're like, no "We'll just make it an A ticket." Well, you know, you start adding other attractions and stuff, yeah. and it, it kind of moves down the list, I guess. Right. I mean, there aren't even animatronics on it or anything. Oh my goodness! Well, I'm just saying. Yeah. Okay, so you have that on your left, and then on your right you have the Enchanted Tiki Room, which was called Tropical Serenade. Tropical Serenade. Yes. yes. Now, sponsored you- by the Florida Citrus. Um, uh, commission, commission. Ah, well, commission. that's on your right. But can you guess, Jeremy, what is not on your right? Not there is Aladdin's flying carpets. <laughs> Aladdin's flying car- magic carpet. Because Aladdin's crappy carpets has not been invented yet, and so there's so much space here in Adventureland. Look, I can look. I'm running. I can run and. <laughs> You know oh that's what goodness. they did. It was just like a playground for children. <laughs> no, but again, I, we've talked about this before, and um, it just would be nice to be able to see Adventureland as Adventureland was meant to be seen without that obstructive, obtuse eyesore. <laughs> Obtrusive. I think that um, I thought I was thinking about this today. If you were think, if you were, if there was such a thing as like Disney forums and the, the quote unquote Disney fan community in the nineteen seventies, <laughs> I couldn't imagine the ire that it would draw. That you you go seamlessly from Caribbean to Polynesian, and uh, all the all the debates and forums that that would have entailed. That there's they're just they're just jumping around from the Caribbean to the Polynesian, and then you throw in the, of course the Persian or whatever it is, yeah, Yeah. Arabian, yeah, (laughs) yeah, yeah. Definitely would have uh, caused some some problems, but I think the those other two they seem to blend a little better as far as scenery goes, as far as foliage goes, and but you know, logic and the modern Disney fan community do not go well together sometimes. Well, there is that core of the fan community that's going to have to complain and cry about something, otherwise their life has no purpose. Yeah. Well, speaking of the Tropical Serenade slash Tiki Room, we have now reached our first e-ticket attraction. Yes! Yeah, so this was a big one. I mean, animatronic birds, things moving all around you. This was a big one. So This is so funny to me that that was an e-ticket. I mean, Mm -hmm. I love it, and people who love Disney love it, but it 
to the majority of people going through, it's a snoozer if you, <laughs> if you even go in at all today. Well, and I think you have to remember, in 1971, there's no pirates. There's no other really big animatronics going on. I mean, you have Jungle Cruise there, which we'll talk about in a second. But uh, this is still pretty happening technology. Yeah. Still pretty fresh and new. So to go in there and see the birds fly, uh, sing and the flowers croon, I mean, that's a pretty big... Uh, big and it's deal. only been... A, I mean, it's only been around for... What um, about sixteen seven, years? At this point. Seven years. Seven years. Seven years. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. Yeah, it wasn't open um, day Disneyland. That's yeah. right. Brand new. So this is this is fresh, hot. I mean, this is the Apple iPad. Hot animatronics. This is uh, you know the the big deal going on here. Like people yeah. went to Magic Kingdom because they heard about the show with the birds and the flowers and all that. Mm-hmm. So. Mm-hmm. I well, still go to the Magic Kingdom because of the birds and the flowers. I believe it. I believe I'm it. in the minority. Well, you touched on it, Jeremy, but next we do come to the Jungle Cruise, which is a second e-ticket attraction in Adventureland. Oh, man, I'm going to need to go buy another book. So there you go. Jungle Cruise and Tropical Serenade, your two e-ticket attractions. This one also was, um, no, I think it was opening day at Disneyland, wasn't it? Jungle Cruise? I believe so, yeah. So it's fairly old, but still, if you're in the 70s, and like we just talked about animatronics being kind of fairly new... Then something is it's something like the Jungle Cruise would feel very grand and epic and big. Yeah, you know, given the given the I mean, even today, that versus the uh, the old boat ride at your local amusement park is still very different. But in that time, can you imagine? And one thing, looking at pictures of the Jungle Cruise, and this is going to go for all of Walt Disney World, uh, all of Magic Kingdom at this time, but especially noted in the Jungle Cruise, is some of the early photography. Um, for instance, this one picture, which which you can't see online, but or well, you're listening, but we might can post it somehow. I can scan it um, of the hippo attack. And something I notice on all these old Walt Disney World pictures that just feel so bizarre is the smallness and the newness of all the foliage. So all, all the trees and everything, they're not as tall and grand as they are, and it just looks so wide open. Like, Frontierland looks like a completely different place. But uh, one place that's especially noticeable is the Jungle Cruise. It's the not jungle so jungle so, as... It's not so lush. Yeah, it's more like the riverbanks. <laughs> <laughs> and what I love most about riverbanks, you never step in the same riverbank twice. Oh, Matt and I were both like, uh, what is it? What do you love? What do you like about mud? You like mud? Okay, well, let's go over into Frontierland for a second. Now, one thing, one attraction that's still in Frontierland, but actually was in a land known as Bear Country at the time. Can you guess what it is? The Country Bear uh, Jamboree. Jamboree. Matt wins. Hey, I have a question. I have one, one, one note and two a question about... Getting from Adventureland to Frontierland. I understand that Pirates of the Caribbean is not there, so right. there is no there's no Caribbean there's no Caribbean Plaza there. Mm-hmm. So the walkway from Adventureland to Frontierland, as we know it, through Caribbean Plaza and into backside of Adventureland, next to Pecos Bill and Splash Mountain, that's not even there. It's like a dead end. You think so? No, it is. Oh, okay. Wow. I'm wondering how you got. Is it, is it just the pathway between Sunshine Terrace and those shops? Yeah, it's got to be. Is that the only place be, you yeah. could get in there with? It's got to yeah. be, yeah. That's so much of the park that's not available. You're right. When I think about it, that's modern. It was like the first major expansion, yeah. quote unquote. As we know, expansions today was Caribbean Plaza and Pirates of the Caribbean and other e-ticket 
Yeah. But that's for uh, two years later, so let's stick to 1931. Right, right. Getting to uh, Frontierland. Well, it, it, it kind of surprised me that Country Bear Jamboree was a D-ticket attraction where when Tiki Room was E, because it feels like the same kind of... I mean, does it not? I mean, it's, it's yeah, an it does. show. Maybe they were diversifying so you could see others. Oh, that's a good point, yeah. Um, but also you, you had the Frontierland Shooting Gallery, which is a B-ticket, and that's just, you know, a basic shooting... You don't even get a ride. You stand there and shoot. <laughs> Which, by yeah. the way, you complain about Chester and Hester's being carnival games. I mean, that's a carnival game. The shooting stuff. You're right. The cans. And- I don't complain about Chester and Hester. It is not a midway game. It does not have a barker. It is not trashy. It is classic and classy. All right. The scenery in it is is very is very well done. True Confessions, never done it. Me neither. I did it in August. I honestly don't think that my gun was working. So mm-hmm. <laughs> That's what they all say. But what you can see now, to this day still, is the Diamond Horseshoe. Now, it's pretty much just a restaurant now. Am I right? In 2015? They, they if do even shows. that, it's not even open most of the time. It's open seasonally. They do special shows in there for like uh, um, the Halloween party, I think, has a oh, dance well, party yeah, or yeah. something in there. And but even on a normal basis, it is not operational in any right. any shape or no, form. No, like its sister uh, out in Disneyland, it is nowhere near. The Golden Horseshoe, yes. The Golden This horseshoe, is the yes. Diamond Horseshoe, but at the time, the, you know, they had the typical, like, dancing girls and comedians and singers and things like that on stage. And it, you may have been able to get food, too, I don't know. But anyway, so that, that still exists, but not the show. I would love for them to bring a Golden Horseshoe type show there because I really enjoyed the Golden Horseshoe show when we saw it in Disneyland. And if for nothing else, it has that 1950s entertainment feel. Well, to it. it's immersive. Like you're really in a saloon show right. somewhere in it the West. It definitely fits Frontierland. Definitely. I remember seeing this when I was seven. I, and I don't remember much about it. If, if it was like still the org, I just remember like this, it was like cold cut sandwiches and potato chips for the food. Yeah. But the show, I don't know. If, I don't remember if it was an organized like Showtime or if it was just like continuous all day stuff. But mm. yeah, no more. All right. Well, so that's Frontierland. Let's head over. Of course, no Splash Mountain, no Big Thunder Mountain Railroad. Um, those, of course, were- I'm bored. There's nothing to do here. Yeah. <laughs> well, let me take you over to an attraction you will love to see, my son. The Hall of Presidents. <laughs> Woo! <laughs> Actually, he probably would love that as a kid. I love the whole. This is one of those. This is one of those times when you, like you were talking earlier about the other things you can do outside the park that pointed to Vacation Kingdom, sure, exactly. or whatever they were trying to go, go towards. There were things you could do, like the um, the canoe boats, mm-hmm. uh-huh. which was like real live. You get a canoe and you row. You which know, does not that, sound fun to me at all in the Florida heat. Yeah. <laughs> but. That's like fraught with so many safety concerns and everything nowadays. So, so much is in the hands of the, of the guest. I mean, they're actually rowing or paddling the canoes. You got <laughs> okay. the Mike Fink boats, which were just like a boat tour, but they were smaller than the, the Liberty Bell. So there's all those little things that you could still do very much like the Main Street vehicles that counted as attractions that once the ticket books go away, who cares? Yeah. Now, you talk about those, the, it was called the Mike Fink Killboats, and these went around Tom Sawyer Island, which was, I guess, at the time, just an island. Uh, but, okay, so I was looking up, I was looking this up. If you sat inside one of these boats, you could watch episodes of Davy Crockett, and then, of uh-huh. course, if you sat outside, you just, you know, watch the view. Well, apparently, in 1997, the ride closed at Disneyland, because one of these boats capsized, and all the guests fell, <laughs> 
fell in the rivers of America or whatever it's called over at Disneyland. Wow. And then 2001, uh, it closed at Disney World. So I thought that was kind of funny as I read up on that. But, I'm surprised they lasted that long. That's uh, yeah, amazing. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. So anyway. I so thought that the was a, no, the canoes stopped. Yeah, I don't know. Because they're still available at Disneyland during certain times of the year. You can still row your own canoe. Hmm. So we saw, Again, we saw them set up there. Not anything I'm ever going to be interested in. No, because, especially when it's 100 oh. degrees. Yeah, no. But, yeah. okay, so the Mike Finkiel mm-hmm. boats are there. It's a B attraction. They also had the Admiral Joe Fowler River boat. That was a D attraction, so a little bit bigger. Um, we talked about Hall of Presidents. That w- guess what kind of ticket that required? I'm going to guess that's an E attraction. You're close. It's a D. So not quite Tiki Room uh, level, but... Not Tiki Room level, though. <laughs> I like how that's the standard. <laughs> yeah. At that time, there were only five presidents, so that's that's why. <laughs> Just kidding. Yeah. Anyway, so you had Hall of Presidents, and opening day was also Haunted Mansion, back there behind Hall of Presidents. Which we need to correct ourselves on, because we said last week that it was. Right, and it was not and in Disneyland. And I did not realize it was. After the thousands right. of letters we got correcting us, That's we're right. sorry, listeners. That's <laughs> right. Sorry. And it, of course, I don't think this will surprise anyone that it was an e-ticket attraction. So yeah. people wanted to and head over there. It still remains to be. Oh, absolutely. It would still be an e-ticket attraction today, I think, yeah. So... All right, well, let's move over to kind of the central part of the park. And um, I feel like it's kind of a highlight because it highlights Disney movies, which is what you think of when you think Disney. But this is Fantasyland. And actually, several attractions that are open today were open on opening year, too. So you're going to have Dumbo. You're going to have the Mad Tea Party with with the spinning teacups. Uh, You've got... Peter Pan's Flight opened a little bit later that year, but it was still 1971. And we talked about this before. You had Snow White's Adventures um, before it became Snow White's Scary Adventures. And <laughs> no, you- it was that. Oh, okay. It was scary, and then not, and then again. Okay. But it was without Snow White in it, correct? I have heard that. And You were-, were Snow White. Correct. That's right. That's what it was, Yes. And, yeah, and then before. people got off the ride and said, I didn't see Snow White one time. And yeah, I don't think they actually added Snow White until it became Snow White's adventure. So they went scary and then not and then back to scary because it, st- it was still scary. <laughs> okay. And then yeah. another one was Mr. Toad's Wild Ride. And a fun yeah. fact about the Mad Tea Party, it was uh, uncovered, kind of how it is at Disneyland. Ah. And that did not last long because, you know, the, the Florida, Florida heat. Rain. Or the rain and the heat did yeah. not uh, benefit that attraction at all, no, so they covered it. it very quickly. Now, that's not all. I just listed the sea ticket attractions. Oh. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah. So there's still more. In Fantasyland was also the carousel. Now, that yes. was just an A ticket attraction because, if you'll remember, Walt Disney took his girls to a park with a carousel, and that inspired him to you know, start yeah. Disneyland. So I'm guessing carousels were kind of old news by that time. Now, look. What's the name of the carousel now? It's something ridiculous. It is. Oh yeah, you're right. It like it needs an apostrophe s, and it doesn't have one. It's like, isn't it like King? It's like Saint Philip, Prince Charming, Prince Prince Charming Royal Regal Carousel. Carousel. Carousel, Yeah. Yeah. Well, it used to be Cinderella's Golden Carousel. Like, why would you change it from that? That was perfect. Well, you know, it's funny you say that because I thought the same thing. In the restaurant inside the castle now is called Cinderella's Royal Table. But it was. It was Stefan's Banquet Hall. Yeah. Yeah, which that's not even Cinderella's dad. So what's he doing opening up a restaurant in Cinderella's castle? That's, that's Sleeping Beauty's dad. 
Well, now his son has taken over her carousel. Oh, no, it's not Prince no, Philip. That's, it's it's Prince Philip at Disneyland, isn't it? Hold on. I don't think I so. I think it's Prince Philip's at Disneyland. No, it's the King Arthur carousel. Oh, that's right, right, right. Yeah. Yeah. It's Prince Charming Regal Carousel in yeah. Magic Kingdom. Yeah. Yeah. And then at Disneyland, it's King... Let me see. Well, there's Carousel. Yeah. Well, there's also three e-ticket attractions yep. in Fantasyland. Can you name any of them? It's a Small World. Good job. That was an e-ticket attraction opening in. 20,000 Leagues Under the Sea. 20,000 Leagues, yeah. 20, yeah, 20,000 Leagues Under the and Sea. The Skyway to Tomorrowland. Ah. Oh, shoot. So there are four. You're right. <laughs> And that means there's one more. Um, these are e-ticket, you said? I mean, maybe the Skyway wasn't e-ticket. Hold on. Let me go back for a second. Okay. Um, it's a Small World is correct. 20,000 Leagues Under the Sea, which is no longer there, and it opened, like Peter Pan, a little bit after opening day, but it was 1971. It was an e-ticket attraction. The Skyway, which took you from Tomorrowland to Fantasyland, so it could be considered both of those lands, was actually a D-ticket attraction. Okay. Okay, but it wasn't Fantasyland. Now there's oh uh, the Mickey Mouse Review. The Mickey Mouse Review, which is uh, now Philharmagic. Philharmagic. But when it first opened, it was a Mickey Mouse Review, and it was audio animatronics as opposed to like 3D, like it is now, and it was like a concert show. Yeah, with scenes from the movies. Sure. Yeah. So like animatronic cheap scenes from. The yeah. Probably so, so so Fantasyland really got the bulk of. Of the opening oh, yeah. day stuff Definitely. there. And looking at the list, it's like, you know, like three attractions per land, and Fantasyland is like 12 things. Yeah, yeah quite a bit. Um, um, 20,000 leagues cannot, we cannot just go over 20,000 leagues. Yeah, without please saying, talk about it because you got to experience this, and Jeremy and I did not. Well, if you guys, did you get to ride the Nemo submarines? It was being referred when we were there. Oh, okay. I mean, it's obviously very similar. 20,000 leagues in the sea, I mean, and for those. That are unaware of where it was, it's basically New Fantasyland. Actually, if you look at a map, New Fantasyland is like a portion of <laughs> of the Twenty Thousand Seas Lagoon. It was a massive thing, very intimidating. Like you, you crawl down into the submarine that was looked like the Nautilus from the movie, and uh, of course your portholes were underwater. So it was basically like this underwater dark ride kind of thing where it, you know, it looked like you were diving and you were looking at all this. Um, this coral reef and fish and things. And then you would go into the cave, which was the dark ride portion, I would say. I'd call it that. Where you saw Atlantis and the mermaids and the sea monster and uh, just overall. And it was all accompanied by organ music from mm. yeah, similar to that, which would have been played by Captain Nemo. Nemo? Yeah, on the on the Nautilus. Just very great attraction. But I think for um, accessibility and loading and stuff, they just, it was too expensive. So it's gone now. Now you talk about the lagoon. When we saw the lagoon at Disneyland, I mean, it is just beautiful. You've got the Matterhorn behind it. It's crystal clear blue. Yeah. So I really feel like that probably would have added a lot to the park. It was very nice. And even when it sat dormant for, I guess, between when it shut down in 1994 or five to when they filled it in to make the, the poo playground place. Which was, if you look at a map, it, that that itself was only like one tenth, if that, of the the lagoon. Mm-hmm. And now it, it now, was, it was just a general lagoon there for a long time. It was still very pretty, even if nothing was in it. And mm-hmm. that's currently where Seven Dwarfs Mine Train is, and the new Fantasyland expansion. Isn't well, it? that plus some acreage, yeah. Wow. Okay, so Fantasyland was jam packed. Yes. Which is completely opposite of Tomorrowland, which had. <laughs> 
two attractions. One we've already <laughs> Monsters mentioned. Monsters, Inc. Laugh Floor yeah, and... <laughs> yeah. Milk. Uh, no, one we've already mentioned, and that was the Skyway over to Fantasyland. So an attraction that got you to Tomorrowland. Like, it's not yes, actually in exactly. Tomorrowland. You have to ride it to get there. And then you get off it, and you're like, oh, okay. And just wait till you hear what the attraction was. It was the Grand Prix Raceway. Now Tomorrowland. Uh, I knew it. No, actually- wait a minute. Wait a minute. I have in my list... I think I know. Flight to the Moon. No. Flight to the Moon and America and America the Beautiful. That was and those were not. I do have uh, America the Beautiful was in November. Flight to the Moon was I believe 1972. Oh wow! So America the Beautiful was a Circle Vision 360 show, and it opened later that year. You're right. That's where Monsters Inc. is now, where Timekeeper formerly was. And 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 this land got a lot of love quickly though, because Space Mountain came in what 75. 75. And then yep. when did Carousel of Progress come? 74. Okay, so, okay. you know, there were some... Star Jets in some time in there. The Star Jets were there, which is now Astro Orbiter. Astro Orbiter. Oh, yeah. And so, the People Mover were there sometime. Yeah, so even though this wasn't a huge land opening day, they did send love to it immediately. Yeah. Anyway, but the Grand Prix Raceway was a C ticket. Nowadays, it would definitely be an A ticket for sure. If not, like, yep. just get on. It's fine. Just, just ride it. I'll just that, Speedway. People love that thing, though. The oh, kids and stuff. Yeah. I mean, I agree with you, but... Well, that's all the attractions. Matt, you said that you were intrigued by the landscaping at Magic Kingdom that first year? Well, like I said before on the Jungle Cruise, it's it's like... It's, it reminds me of when Everest was brand new in 2006, and you were to look at Everest, and, and I don't... I guess Disney does this just to make... I don't... I'd have to research the reasoning why they do this. But when they build new attractions and plant new things, they plant them new. Like, they don't get full-grown bamboo forests and put them, maybe call this cheaper. But when you look at uh, earlier pictures of um, Everest, those when, you, when you're walking from that bridge from Dino Land into Asia and you look to your right and you see the tall bamboo that's covering the side of Everest and kind of hiding it a little bit, that was all so small. And I remember the forums being like, why don't they plant some bigger trees to hide this and do that? And I was like, just give it time. The same is true when you look at early pictures of Disneyland and Magic Kingdom on opening day. You've got new trees and new bushes. Mm. And so some of the views at, in Frontierland are so surreal to look at because you have all the shops on the right. And then when they take pictures to the left, you know, there's no Big Thunder Mountain or Splash Mountain. All the trees are new. You could see the train, like, full view going by. Uh it's just it's just very odd for me, and that's something that catches my eye every time I see old photos of any of the parks. Because I think it's funny to look at um, some of these souvenir books like I have here from 1972, I think, and the things they're pointing to in the future. We mentioned Space Mountain was coming, but that was something you would have been that would have been advertised as coming. Pirates of the Caribbean mm-hmm. uh, coming, you know, they, that very soon after it opened, they decided to do that, right? Uh, two things in this souvenir book I'm looking at that kind of make me sad are the plans for Thunder Mesa and the Western River Expedition. I mean, yes. these were in this book. Like, this is coming. And so Thunder Mesa was supposed to be this humongous rockwork structure that was going to be the focal point of Frontierland. Um, obviously, it came to us in a smaller version through Big Thunder Mountain Railroad, thanks to Tony Baxter, even though I loved that ride. Thunder Mesa and this Western River Expedition would have been terrific, I think. Yeah. 
Western River would have been like a Western version of Pirates of the Caribbean, indoor dark ride yeah. kind of thing. Yeah, we've talked about this before, but Pirates of the Caribbean, their intent was not to put it in because it was already in Disneyland. And then people kind of threw a fit like, wait, you're going to open another Disney park and not put in the e-ticket attraction Pirates of the Caribbean? Yeah, and it was the proximity to the Caribbean. Yeah, they thought because people in Florida would live close to the Caribbean, they wouldn't care about pirates and i'm exactly. like that makes no sense at yeah. all like it's like, like, like we have the, pirates the smallest around us all the time. Of, you're taking the smallest of the two things <laughs> and making that your the caribbean is not the point here <laughs> right right so they quickly put together a smaller version of the attraction although with a much a more elaborate queue and i'll be a better queue i agree i agree um okay so real quick i there are actually quite a few restaurants there already. Liberty Tree Tavern, Columbia Harbor House, Crystal Palace, the Town Square Cafe, even Pinocchio Village House. So I was kind of surprised by that. Now, as far as entertainment goes, that first month, there was no entertainment. Uh, yeah. Not until the grand opening when Julie Andrews and all of them came on the 24th of October, 23 days later, did the electrical water pageant begin, which we talked about that, that parade that still every night goes across the Seven Seas Lagoon, faithfully chugging away. And yeah. uh, that's also the night Fantasy in the Sky, the first fireworks show, debuted at Walt It's Disney so Month. surprising to me that there wasn't a lot of entertainment because nowadays, especially like with Animal Kingdom... You had like one or two attractions, and then there, everything else was entertainment. Like you, that it's a cheaper way to open a park is by entertainment because they run out of money so quickly with all the infrastructure. So to open a park with no entertainment, really strange. Yeah, Very I strange. mean, I guess the Diamond Horseshoe Review could be considered entertainment. Yeah, but yeah. compare that to Animal Kingdom, where you had Tarzan Rocks. No, not Tarzan Rocks. The Jungle Book Show that oh, was yeah. there before Tarzan Rocks. You had Festival of the Lion King. Um, you had uh, the streetmosphere, the what's the Ivy girl lady that walks around, you know. Divine. Divine, yeah. So you have all these, you know. Probably the parade, too. Parade. These cheaper things that they could put in while That's they true. waited. But anyways, yeah. just an interesting perspective of how, how the company's philosophy has changed throughout the years. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well – I gotta say, I really enjoyed my day in the parks in 1970, or in the park, excuse me, in yeah. 1971. <laughs> Did you guys have anything else that you wanted to go check out before we leave? Nope, let's hop in the TARDIS and go. I, but you were determined to mention the TARDIS, you little nerd. What's the TARDIS? What's what's TV? Oh, no, wait, it's, 19, it's 1971, not yeah. 1910. Yeah, there's TV, and I think there there's a version of Doctor Who. There coming is. Up. Oh, there there is. is. Yeah. Doctor Who started in 1963, so there you go. Oh, there yeah. you go. Well, I personally can't wait until they bring Pirates of the Caribbean over to this park. I don't know why they thought we wouldn't want to see it, but... I just uh, uh, either, I just, and what I hope they do is I hope they get rid of all those unnecessary cavern scenes at the beginning. <laughs> <laughs> that are just stunning. I was yeah. just uh, traveling through Kentucky, and I met this little boy named Johnny Depp, and he thinks that he's going to be a movie star when he grows little up. Boy. Maybe he'll be How old is he? I don't know. I just, I'm Mid-40s, assuming in 1971, maybe? he probably wasn't that old. Yeah. All right. Well, this has been fun, and I think in the future for, we'll continue to do segment, the segment Countdown to Park Extinction and choose other random years and other random parks. So I personally I'm look just, forward to this, that. This whole title makes me see meteors coming down on the Magic Kingdom. It's making me a little Okay, stressful. Jeremy, now you can say your dinosaur line. We're not going to make it. We're not <laughs> going to make it. it. Took me a second, sorry. Mission accomplished. You made it! 
I knew you would. And guess who made it back with you? I'd better find you before security does. Thanks for everything. What makes me think of is countdown to fun. Everybody dance. Five, four, three. But we magically five. come back to 2015 and everything's okay. <laughs> yes. Is sure we don't have Mr. Toe's Wild Ride or 20,000 Leagues or the Sky Buckets or the original Enchanted Tiki Room. But um, the hat is gone. So we're making oh, small yes. steps. Small yeah, steps. I will not travel back to any year when the hat is at Hollywood Studios. <laughs> so you know. <laughs> All right. Well, thanks so much for listening. It's been a lot of fun. We hope you'll tune in next week. We hope you'll go over to iTunes, leave a review for us. We really appreciate those. We hope you will follow us on Twitter at mad underscore chatters. Check us out on Facebook. Email your comments or questions to comments at madchatters.net. And most importantly, we hope you have a great week and that you will come back next week. So peace out. We're not going to make it. <laughs>